The Bible Study Podcast, episode 677. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 32. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. You may recall, as we're focusing in on Jacob in this part of the book of Genesis, that he has left his father-in-law Laban's, and he's headed back to home. But his problem is that when he left home, his brother wanted to kill him. So we get Jacob prepares to meet Esau. Jacob also went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is the camp of God. So he named that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers ahead of him to his brother Esau in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. He instructed them, this is what you are to say to my lord Esau. Your servant Jacob says, I have been staying with Laban and have remained there till now. I have cattle and donkeys, sheep and goats, male and female servants. Now I am sending this message to my lord that I may find favor in your eyes. When the messengers returned to Jacob, they said, We went to your brother Esau, and now he is coming to meet you, and four hundred men are with him. In great fear and distress, Jacob divided the people who were with him into two groups, and the flocks and herds and camels as well. He thought, If Esau comes and attacks one group, the group that is left may escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, Lord, you who said to me, go back to your country and your relatives, and I will make you prosper. I am unworthy of all the kindness and faithfulness you have shown your servant. I had only my staff when I crossed this Jordan, but now I have become two camps. Save me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, for I am afraid he will come and attack me, and also the mothers with their children. But you have said, I will surely make you prosper, and will make your descendants like the sands of the sea, which cannot be counted. He spent the night there, and from what he had with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau, two hundred female goats and twenty male goats, two hundred ewes and twenty rams, thirty female camels and their young, forty cows and ten bulls, and twenty female donkeys and ten male donkeys. He put them in the care of his servants, each herd by itself, and said to his servants, Go ahead of me and keep some space between the herds. He instructed the one in the lead, When my brother Esau meets you and asks, Who do you belong to and where are you going and who owns all these animals in front of you? Then you are to say, They belong to your servant Jacob. They are a gift sent to my lord Esau, and he is coming behind us. He also instructed the second, the third, and all the others who followed the herds. You were to say the same thing to Esau when you meet him, and be sure to say, Your servant Jacob is coming behind us. For he thought, I will pacify him with these gifts I am sending on ahead. Later when I see him, perhaps he will receive me. So Jacob's gifts went on ahead of him, but he himself spent the night in the camp. And so Jacob gets this word that your brother's coming, and he doesn't think, well, great, it's going to be so good to see Esau, because he knows on what conditions he left. He had tricked his brother, or he tricked his father, to steal his brother's um, blessing, and his brother was out to kill him. And so he knows that he left on those terms, 
And so when he hears his brothers coming with 400 men, he does not immediately assume that this is an honor guard to bring him back home again. And so he sets out provision. He sets out provisions. He's going to give gifts to his brothers. And it is amazing the number of animals he is gifting his brother because, as he says, when I crossed over the Jordan, when he hit it up to Laban's, he had a staff. And now he has four wives and 11 sons so far, at least one daughter that we've had mentioned. And all of these sheep and all of these cows and all of these, just so much, and servants and more servants. And so he has become quite a rich man. And we see more now why the sons of Laban were a little jealous in the last episode because Jacob had become quite rich. And they were thinking that that riches were coming from Laban and therefore belonged to them. And so that was the trouble that was happening here is that Jacob you know, was getting a share of the flocks and his share always seemed to be the largest, no matter what they did, no matter how they divided the flocks. We're going to give you the speckled ones, then more are speckled. And so his share kept growing and he's become quite rich. And he's hoping that is going to save him. So that's plan A is let's try and buy off Esau. And plan B is he prays. And he says, Lord, you told me to come back here and you have been faithful to me. You were faithful to Abraham. You were faithful to Isaac. And you promised that you would prosper me. And I pray that you will protect me from Esau. And that's probably the better part of the plan. But both parts are in place. And he sends off these servants in waves to overawe his brother or hopefully at least pacify him. But in the meantime, something interesting happens. Jacob wrestles with God. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Jacob said, please tell me your name. But he replied, why do you ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. And so Jacob gets a new name. And so from now on, we're not going to talk about Jacob, but we're going to talk about Israel or Israel, which means he struggles with God. And that name of the country now is that, and the name of the people will go forward, starting with Israel, starting with Jacob, who's got this new name. And he's got this new name in this strange fashion because he is wrestling with someone who doesn't tell him his name, but he understands this to be God. And we see that perhaps he is right here because this person touches his hip and immediately goes out of joint. And that's not a common wrestling move. And 
why is he wrestling with God? It really just doesn't say. It just says that this man wrestles with Jacob and he wrestles with him till daybreak. And he doesn't give up. And what we learn with this is that in this encounter, it is considered a positive thing that he endures, that he continues to wrestle, that he continues to struggle with both men and with God and persevere. Because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Sometimes life can be a struggle. This is one of those years that feels particularly a struggle here in 2020. I would have to say I wasn't in the best mood as I turned on the microphone. I was focusing in on things that were making me down. I was here in California today, and we haven't seen the sun in two days because of tremendous wildfires in the area that have blocked out the sun and at times turned the whole sky a rather incredible and rather ominous shade of orange. And it's easy to feel like giving up on days like today, on days like you may have had this week. And sometimes it's important to wrestle, not necessarily to wrestle with God, but to wrestle and to persevere, to continue on. And God can bless that as he blessed Israel. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.